0: On today's episode of No Days Off, we break down the 2020 college football season, we introduce the podcast, and we give our way too early Heisman Trophy predictions for this season, as well as go down memory lane and do a little bit of trivia. Enjoy the show. Wait, let's not even take it there. My career don't make it fair Ain't no elevator to success I had to take the stairs How you think I made it here? Yeah. Climbing, climbing How you think you make it here? Yeah. What's, What's up, the, everybody? Yeah, welcome to the show, guys. Episode one. It's gonna be a little bit of a learning process for us. We Our li- set. Yeah, we literally just set this up yesterday. No arguments.
1: That was a good thing. I thought there was gonna be a fight because we were both kind of tired. Big long week, no arguments. Super
0: exciting. Like just going through quarantine, we just were thinking. Like I saw one of our friends' uh, Instagrams, like, "Hey, you better get your side hustle ready. If you come out of this quarantine and you're not, you know, bettering yourself, I'm like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea."
1: Plus, it's something you've talked about for doing a long time. Is 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 rocking a podcast and different subjects, right? Yeah, Sports, and I've tried it by myself, but comedy, I just hate the I hate the sound
0: of my voice, and whenever I get on a mic, I just like. I just start like talking like an announcer and stuff like that. Yeah, it's more
1: fun with somebody else. Yeah, I agree. So looking at the set, um, obviously our walls are kind of bare if you're watching this on YouTube, but it doesn't matter if you're on the podcast.
0: But we're gonna fill it up one of these days. We're gonna get filled one of these. Days. I think the funniest thing when you told like I was like, okay, well, what room are we doing? This is in Jake's place that we got this all set up. Yep. And I was like, what room are we doing this in? Because he has like this little uh, like den area. I'm like, oh, that's where it's gonna be. He's like, no, it's in it's in our mom's room. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, "Mom's room." He's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna move everything out of there. Her bed, nightstand, trash, gone. Dumpster. See you later."
1: Bulk trash took it. It's a little
0: better. So
1: it she's been way a, too, it just been way FYI, too she can. doesn't yeah, live she, here. For she lives up north. We're down south, so she comes during the holidays. But so that you don't think I'm an actual a-hole, that's the backstory of it.
0: And we got our Ohio State helmet right here. If you're watching on video, and Jake's LSU and Bill's hat in front, just so we don't get any, you know, like.
1: Apple doesn't come after us on this very first episode. This is going to be a big
0: podcast. So we got to be aware of people coming after us in everything we're doing. Um, But as we're going through, let's get right into today's topics. We're talking about the 2020 college football season. (laughs) Wrong one, wrong, wrong. wrong. This is what I meant. This is what I meant. No, wait, wait. We're getting there. We're getting there. Nope, not that one either. Nope. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. That's the- okay. Fifth times a try. All right. Sweet. Fifth times a try.
1: Perfect. That clap. That's where we're at.
0: <laughs> Wait for it. Two. One. Ah. Oh, sweet. Beautiful. So when we start thinking about this, <laughs> the big thing we see coming already is we don't know if the college football season's even going to happen. We wake up every day, a new college has twenty to thirty players testing positive for coronavirus, and it's like, okay, well. Are they just going out on the town? Are they doing this in the facilities? Is this happening in the dorms? Because if so, is college even happening next year for anybody, let alone the players? Well,
1: let's get to that real quick. We're just going to touch on this quickly because that's not the, the theme here. But listen, I think more colleges are starting to test their students who are coming back from Agreed. all over, right? These big D1 schools. So you got kids from California, Louisiana, Florida, wherever. They're coming all in from everywhere. Um, and these guys are getting tested because they're doing this testing, Right. More states are launching it. So more people are going to be found to have this, you know? So I think you're going to see as the testing gets rolled out, more schools have it. And I think they're doing the smart thing. I think they're quarantining and they're trying to be safe, protect the kids. I mean, am I wrong? Do you have a different no, view? No, I, I,
0: I couldn't agree more. And the thing is, these players are probably, I'm not saying it for sure, but you think about it, they got to be asymptomatic. These dudes are somewhere between, you know, 18 to 22, 17. Prime the prime of their youngest. life. These guys are phenomenal athletes, great shape. I don't know if they're really showing any symptoms. They might be all asymptomatic. They might all have symptoms. I'm talking out of my ass. I'm not a doctor here. Yeah. But when you think about this, these colleges have the money to do the testing. How many people around the world don't have the test, or you know, don't have the money to get tested, or don't have the means to get tested? So, let's but,
1: say this for the health of college athletes. It's a good thing that they're doing this, right? Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's the NCA rolling it out, which is another subject entirely. <laughs> no. um, I let's think not it's, go on that. I think. Gonna, yeah, I. Th- I don't like, I don't care for the NCAA at all. But anyways, I think this is the colleges individually. And I think it's cool that they're doing that. And um, I do think though, let's get to the, you know, the bread and butter here. I think the season will happen. Will there be fans? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I I see some European soccer announcements, some news that they're limiting fans to like 5k, like 5,000 fans in a stadium of what?
0: Like 50,000, 100,000, 100,000. When we went to Barcelona, the stadium over 100,000 players, so. Yeah. I mean, but hey, let's let's stop talking about coronavirus. All right, moving We're on, let's t- get. Yeah, all right. we already talked Corona, about that longer than we wanted later. to. See you later. See ya. See ya. Now, when we talk about this, 247 Sports already released their top 20 games for the 2020 college football season. And from 20 to 11, they're, they're games, you know, they're good games. But I'm not too worried about Cal, Arizona State we're going to break down and kind of take a look at yeah. the top 10 games of the 2020 season and starting off at number 10 might be a little bit of a surprise. But once again, this is on our list. This is two, four, seven sports. The number 10 game is UCF at Memphis on October 16th.
1: You know, I don't know if that possible. was needed. Yeah, I
0: don't know. What do you think about that? The thing is like I, you break down Memphis, they lost their coach, his name's Mike Norvell. He went to Florida State, and he might not even have a job soon because his players already don't want to play for him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Memphis bringing back seven starters on defense and their quarterback Brady White. I I look at that and I'm just like, okay, Memphis is doing well, but UCF just won their entire conference.
1: Yeah, didn't Memphis win uh, whatever their conference USA or something? They're like a con- they're like a a regular bowl Non-power non power five team, but yeah, bowl contender in like these. Medium-sized bowls that do pretty well. I feel like they have a good showing.
0: Correct. And UCF's role- quarterback last year was a freshman and had a really good, solid starting season. The thing is, you look at UCF. What's going to happen when Scott Frost's recruits aren't coming in anymore? When Scott Frost was at UCF, that's the year they went undefeated, beat Auburn fourteen and zero, and now he's at Nebraska, just getting the shit kicked out of him yeah. in the Big Ten. So now once UCF loses that talent coming in, I'm not talking about this year, but at the same time, in how many years are we talking that UCF might be irrelevant again? They went from you know, almost a 0-and-whatever team, 0-and-12 team, to now contending for a conference championship every single year as a non-Power 5 team, at least in their conference. But at the same time, when I look at this game, I don't know if it's going to be Memphis. I don't know if it's going to be UCF. I hope it's Memphis, and
1: I know some people like UCF. Um, we're down here in Florida, FYI, so a lot of Florida bias. But um, I think it'll be interesting. I, I hope Memphis gets
0: a good showing. All right, I, let's move on. I agree. Number nine, this is oh. this is a tough one. When you look at this game Where's on November 7th, Alabama at LSU. And for those that don't know, Jake's a big LSU fan got my hat right there. And now that he's coming into this season, the 2020 season, without the pride and joy of Baton Rouge down in Louisiana, there anymore. Joe Burrow just got drafted number one overall. Some would say that he might have had one of the best college football seasons ever in college football history. But at the same time, he's gone.
1: Listen, I think this is a fantastic game. I don't know why it's ranked number nine. It probably, I you know, I don't know what's beyond. It. I haven't seen this. List. Zach, Zach got this one, but. Listen, you've got LSU, who's just coming off a dominant year. Can they rebuild? They still got some returners. I mean, you got my boy, just awesome Jamar Chase, like probably the best receiver in the nation, probably number one draft pick. Probably the best, the best. Yes. And defense isn't bad. You got Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, A lot of people are high on him. The problem is with Stingley. He... He messes up, but he also has some good plays.
0: It's, he was a freshman last year. 100%. True freshman, not red shirt. He was yeah. a true freshman. But when you look at the receivers coming back for Alabama, obviously it's not Tua. Okay, they got Mac Jones at quarterback. They also have Jalen Waddell at wide receiver, probably the fastest wide receiver in the SEC, as well as Devontae Smith coming and back. Listen, listen. And the I big don't want to be— Hold on. The big highlight from last year's game was Tua— just chucking it up to Devonte Smith and toasting Stingley. How many times yep, that game? No, Stingley, dude, that, that's he, a nationally yeah, he has televised had game. Good their games and game, He has had some breakdowns in, yeah. in coverage. But to be fair, when we go back to Alabama, you're a big Najee Harris guy. They're 100. Listen, yeah.
1: listen. I like this game a lot. I think it's gonna be good. It'll be interesting to see what Miles um, Brennan can do this year. But I think I still think LSU has some talent. You know, Coach O's great. I think he's gonna keep recruiting the heck out of that. Oh Taggers, the area. Oh but. You know, LSU, interested. I think they're going to have a decent year. Alabama, I think, could rebuild and, and make some moves down the SEC. And I know that people think, oh, you know, they lost some power. They lost two. They lost wide receivers. But Najee Harris is legit. And Dylan Moses, linebacker, defense. He was out last year. He got injured before, I think, before the season happened. they yeah. had, like, an ACL or something. Oh, yeah. Dude, both are five stars. Five-star recruits. I think... I think Najee Harris is going to tear it up. I mean, he's like a smaller Derrick. He's like 6'2", 225. Smaller Derrick Henry was like 6'4", just crushing it. But the dude's agile. He can run, and he can catch. So I'm excited about that that running game. I'm excited about the defense. You know, Saban always brings it in the backfield, or excuse me, in the, the secondary. So I'm excited to see what will happen. I think that's a really good game. I don't know why it's right number yeah, ninth I don't know on why it's list, so low. But this is going to be What's the date on that? The date is
0: November seventh.
1: It's at Alabama.
0: No, it should be at LSU. This LSU year. should be at LSU. LSU I don't have nice for them. Yeah, but. it's at LSU. I. It's just interesting because you got to think now that two is gone and they have Mac Jones stepping in. I like Mac Jones. Who do you think wins? I think Alabama wins. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think it'll be I close. Think Alabama wins. I think it'll be close. I think for it'll be a sure. good game, but I think Alabama wins. Does Saban go back to just pounding the rock? Hundred percent. Now that two is gone, I think with Mac Jones Saban ball. is talented. They have good wide receivers, but at the same time, it's not Tua. Mac Jones isn't Tua, but
1: we'll see. Dude, Saban killed it with with um, all them boys that came through, all them quarterbacks.
0: Who, who are we talking about? A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron. Tua Tagovailoa. Now they got Mac Jones. for him, and he
1: just killed it with the running game. Ingram, Henry, just rolling these guys out.
0: Oh, yeah, Trent Richardson. You think Josh about Jacob, a lot of like their all guys. these
1: boys just crushing.
0: Yeah, so now as we move on, Next, go number eight, Texas at Oklahoma State. And when it comes to the Big 12 games, I'm never like the guy who's like, oh man, can't wait for that one. Especially looking at Texas's just overall game last year. They bring back Sam Ellinger for your number 10, 15th season. Yeah, like he's my age. He's 27 years old. And no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dude, think? we've seen that this dude's been around for so long. The thing is, he started as a true freshman and he was in and out rotating with another quarterback for Texas. All right. How many years can Texas have just a free like free ride with the boosters, with everybody? And Tom Herman, coming from Ohio State as their offensive coordinator, to being the head coach of Texas, now he has to step up. You look at that defense last year, I know there was a lot of injuries. I get it. But at the same time, you got to understand, how many years can you not produce a Big 12 championship? How many years are you going to get stomped by Oklahoma? Going forward, Lincoln Riley's not planning on going anywhere to the NFL to any other college football program. At least it seems like you cannot show up to this game, Texas at Oklahoma State. I know that Mike Gundy, they have Chuba Hubbard, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, and as well as Spencer Sanders. Who's I wish it were Chuba. Chuba would be an Austin. Chuba Hubbard's way better. He's from
1: Canada. I think he's from Alberta, Canada, something like that. Brought him down to OK. But, um, dude, he rushed for 2000 yards last year, dude, he rushed. Where's my note? I just, um, this guy's great. He's, he had 328 carries, 2094 yards last season, 21 touchdowns, his average yards per carry 6.4. Now the thing you got to talk about, and we can get to this later when we get to Heisman talk, but this dude's running against defenses that aren't the best. I mean, we're not talking sec defense. We're not even talking big 10. These guys are prepared for like spread. I mean, it's, it's offensive power. At least for the most part, I'd say. in
0: bet the, the Am over. I wrong? Yeah. When you, when you go into Big 12 games, you always bet the over. Yeah. Because you look at the scoring, just output. It's just a different level. Do you get good products when you're talking about NFL talent from Big 12 defenses? Yeah. There's certain players where you're like, okay, yeah, I got to get this guy. As you look at NFL rosters. But at the same time, you look at this game. I think this is more about Texas than Oklahoma State. I think yeah. Oklahoma State is going to be primed for an awesome season if their defense can... Bend and not break. I think Texas, this is going to be a make or break year for Tom Herman as well as, I don't know, Sam Ellinger, does he have any NFL, you know? Sam Ellinger,
1: not really. I mean, at this point, he'd be going basically where dudes in the sixth round go. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's yeah, I'm not saying that. NFL draft wise. But, I mean, to get to this game, who do you got in this? I feel like there's more pressure on Texas. Okay. To I win got this Oklahoma game. State. I think Oklahoma State's going to win. It. I think they're returning a lot of folks. They got a lot of key players returning. So,
0: It'll be a good one. November, I think 27th. Texas,
1: man, just after Mac Brown, the glory days of Vince Young, haven't really Cole been. McCoy. They're living
0: back in the, in the ages there. I don't know if it's going to happen for him. Let's move on. Number seven, Alabama versus USC. This is on September 5th, and the biggest thing that pisses me off about this game. Once again, Alabama's in the top ten because of Nick Saban, not because of the team. But this game is being played at a neutral site, AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, you think Fort Worth, as you're going through there, playing at the Cowboy Stadium. And somehow, I'm not saying this would be a you know, defining thing in the game when you look at USC's roster compared to Alabama's right now, but how does Alabama always get these games at neutral sites? Like, you think back to when they played Florida State yep, in Atlanta however long ago. It's like, why not just sign a That's home when home? what's-his-face went down. Quarterback, exactly. Deandre, Deandre Francois. He went down. Yeah. And I'm, I loved, like as an Ohio state fan, I saw earlier, um, earlier this week that they signed a home and home with Ohio state in the 2027, 2028 season. And you don't see Alabama do that with a lot of power, power teams. I know they're doing Alabama versus USC this year. The biggest thing is I got Alabama in a blowout, Dude, especially blowout. due to the fact that it's an at and stadium. Dude, getting crushed. I
1: mean, just look at stats from last year. I'll go Najee Harris just because we're going to bring him back in. Dude, this guy ran for 1,200 yards last season, 13 touchdowns, 27 receptions, 7 touchdowns, crushing it. I think the only thing interesting about this game is the fact that it's September 5th, yeah, which will season. be hyped because it's early in the season. Um but I think, dude, it's going to be an explosion fest, and Alabama's just going to destroy these guys, which is a shame. USC is – is, and, and we could talk about – Talk about, about the, Texas. Talk we could about talk about the, USC, the decline dude. of the Pac-12 in general. We could talk about the decline of the schools who were killing it a decade ago. But um, a decade,
0: maybe 15 and years ago, we should say. But If USC has another shitty season, it's, it's over for Clay Helton as the head coach. And then what do you do? Do you just bring in – big name or do you bring in some random who's from a non-power five school like Florida State did taking Memphis's head coach I think you need a name I mean you look at Arizona State Herm Edwards
1: I think that's a great move I like Arizona State in the pack I don't know if they'll win it I mean you got Oregon USC's got some hype uh but I mean Herm Edwards that's a name that pulls you have Alabama
0: in a blowout in that one right thousand percent okay moving on number six I think this is going to be an awesome game Number six, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma on October 24th. Listen that at Oklahoma, I think that's going to be big. It
1: is. I think, you know, we talked a bit about Chuba Howard. Chuba Howard. And um, what we haven't talked about is Oklahoma and what it's going to look like. I mean, they're coming off of Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. They got five-star boy, Spencer Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Dude, this kid's killing it. I mean, just talk about his high school for a second. Phoenix broke, like, the Arizona, like, records this kid threw for like 11,000 yards. In his This guy can rip it, and he can run yeah. it. It is a stereotypical Lincoln-Riley quarterback. I think this dude is a sleeper for the Heisman. All right, I know I, you're pissed at me saying yeah. that. That's fine. But Damn it. Dude can throw. But here's the only thing. Last year he played one game against South Dakota. Am I right? Let me no, look at me. my notes here. It was for South Dakota. Dude threw seven for 11, 81 yards, one touchdown. No, I think I didn't watch that game, right? They probably took yeah. what's-his-face. They probably took his boy out, Jalen out, on the just there. threw him in there. But you see it. This dude is electric. He fits the, the offense. They got good receivers. And I think it'll be a good game again. I
0: don't know who wins I that. think it's going to be close. I think, I think at Oklahoma, it's going to be maybe a field goal game in Oklahoma's favor when you look at like the betting odds. I think it'll be high scoring. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. And I think it just comes down kind of like you talked about with Spencer Rattler there. Is it going to be an experience like Oklahoma State just powers through Oklahoma due to their experience level on the offense mainly compared to Spencer getting his first big... This is going to be a primetime game, man. This is going to be a primetime game. And can Spencer Rattler step up to that? I think he can. I, I got faith in this kid.
1: I think he's going to have a really good season. I agree. I This is a big oh test. This man, is, this this is, is a huge test on the schedule for him. And this could determine how... You know their playoff goes. This this will be come back to say where's their seating in the playoffs at the end of the year. Hundred percent. I think they'll reference this game as they're evaluating. And the advantage for Oklahoma, it's a home game. Oklahoma State's gonna be gonna be a, a challenge though. Who do yeah, you got? Who do I, you got? I got
0: Oklahoma. I'm gonna take Oklahoma too. All right. Then we move on. Oh, you're gonna love this. Florida Georgia line, baby. Florida versus Georgia, October 31st in Jacksonville on Halloween gonna be a hell of a game man hell of a game you look at Florida bringing back Kyle Trask I'm never like Felipe Francois is obviously going to be in Arkansas now he transferred out seeing as Kyle Trask is the guy now and obviously Georgia brings back you know a great freaking coach in Kirby Smart but they also get a transfer in from Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman who ESPN has ranked as the third best quarterback in the country behind Justin Fields I don't know about that. I, I haven't, I haven't that watched either. video on this kid. No, I've either. watched video on different people. I haven't I watched much on him. I a quarterback.
1: The thing is, like, we're down here in Florida, and everyone loves their Florida teams, and we got some friends who are Georgia guys. So that's why I threw on the little clap, because people are going to be watching this. People are going to be talking about it. But honestly, in the SEC East, this is a huge game.
0: Here's a stat for you. Dan Mullen is 1 in 10 against Kirby Smart in their careers as coordinators and head coaches. One in ten, dude. And then when you look at this, if Jamie Newman's supposed to be as good as he is coming into that game, I think it's going to be an awesome one. It's going to come down to the defense, obviously. When you look at Georgia's defense, Kirby Smart is going to have them ready to rock and roll. Dan Mellon being a primarily offensive guy, it's not going to be that big of a problem. But they lose some guys on the defensive side of the ball. You think about cornerback C.J. Henderson going into the NFL draft. How is that going to affect this, this game? Neutral site. It's in Jacksonville, Florida, though, dude. Yep. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. So Georgia's basically playing an away game. I know the whole ticket deal. I get it, but at the same time, you got to understand: Is there going to be fans in the stadium? Is there not? Is this game going to be super close? Yes, it is. I think. I think so.
1: it'll be low scoring. Um, Who do you got a, though? There's so there's a, there's a good amount of hype around Florida. Georgia recruits the hell out. I mean, they're one of the top three. I mean, you. Top five. They recruit really well every year. I don't like Georgia. I just I don't like Georgia. It's
0: I th- I don't know if I trust Kyle Trask though either.
1: I'm gonna have to go with Georgia, but I think it's to be close. I hope Florida can do well, but I'm
0: gonna take Georgia in the end. That's funny, man. I I think I gotta go with Georgia as well. I think they're gonna both be pretty high ranked at this point on Halloween, October thirty first. Yeah. But at the same good time, night. yeah. I mean, Halloween good night to TV, Saturday, baby. dude. That's going to be legit. Candy in the bowl. Now we're, we're going inside. to see at that point, are they both undefeated leading up to that point? Because mm-hmm. we got some other games coming up. Mm-hmm. But when we look at this, this number four game, we're going to move on. We both picked Georgia in that last one. Number four is Ohio State against Oregon on September 12th. And I don't think... I, I'm just being honest. I get the big impact like, oh, this is an out-of-conference game. Ohio State's going to draw a freaking crowd. But at the same time, when you look at this, con- like this matchup is not going to be close. Oregon losing Justin Herbert this last year, this is not going to be a close game. Is it at Oregon? Is that going to make a difference? Yes. Eugene is an electric place to play. But is there going to be fans? I don't know that. I think Ohio State is going to win and win big in Eugene, Oregon. They bring back the best player in college football this year
1: I'll agree, the best athlete maybe I'll agree. one of the best athletes um listen I again we could talk about Pac-12 going downhill I do respect Oregon I think if you look at the Pac-12 they're among the better team they're among the top right I mean it's no secret yeah this is what September 12th
0: September 12th
1: yeah I remember remember last year Oregon played Auburn and they, they end up going down you know start the season one of the first games yeah, that was a
0: little close they were up big too and Auburn made the comeback yeah, Auburn made the comeback there. So I think I mean, dude, this is like a gimme for They're saying yeah, if you're bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just. look at this article right now that I'm reading from 247 Sports and it's like this might be one of the most evenly matched top 25 matchups in non-conference history. And I'm like, what are you talking about? dude? That's a joke. What are you talking about? Because they lost, you know, a, a bevy of talent. In the NFL draft doesn't mean anything. Oregon's Ohio got State, some line help. They got some offensive line for sure. They got the number that's, one offensive tackle in the country. I get that, but that's not going to be able to stop Ohio State. And we're going to talk about Ohio third. State
1: more. Here's the thing, though. I mean, Justin Fields, your boy Master Teague the third.
0: Um, also, don't forget that Trey Sermon came over from Oklahoma to be the running back at Ohio State as well. Yeah. Master Teague's a little bit banged up from last season with a little bit of an in- Achilles injury. So, is Trey Sermon going to be the starting running back? That's the question. The
1: only question I think Ohio State has in their, and their, how they play this year is their defense, right? Because they lost Chase Young and they lost, yeah. what's his name, the cornerback, big boy, um, oh, went three uh, Jeff Akuta. Jeff, Jeff Akuta to the Lions. That's the question. I think their offense, everyone knows, is going to be really good. But the question is, can the defense hold up when you get to some of these games? Because big, there's a lot of hype around the Big Ten this year as perhaps the conference to watch, as perhaps like, can the Big Ten be more, um, thrilling to watch in the sec or more competitive in the sec it's I'm a i don't Big know guy, so i'm more of an sec me, guy pal. but
0: that's we're just giving you the word on the street let's go to number three clemson at notre dame and i look at this <laughs> uh, yes. that was a perfect one all right that's, we're getting used to the that was a perfect one. i got crickets crickets you, you literally look at this i just said the same thing about ohio state and oregon i look at this matchup i think Clemson's going to blow them out of the water this is november 7th as long as clemson can stay healthy through the early stages of the season. It's at Notre Dame. Congratulations, Notre Dame. Your fans get to witness Clemson beating the dog shit out of you guys on November 7th. I like Ian Book as a quarterback. Seems like a nice guy. 34 touchdowns against only six picks. Congratulations. That isn't going to mean anything when you're playing against probably the number one team in the nation at that point. And Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. I get they lost Isaiah Simmons, defensive leader. But at the same time, you're going to need to lose a lot more for Notre Dame to even stand a chance in this game at Clemson. I like Clemson, and I like Clemson big.
1: Big time. You know what's interesting, too, for Notre Dame is I think they're going on the road early in the season to, I think they're playing Navy in Ireland or something like that. I don't so know. Some big game. i got to check that out and get back to you guys. But
0: Notre Dame's going to be moving around. Um, ah, this is a blowout. We don't have to spend much more time yeah. on this. I'm ready to move on to this one. Number two, back to the SEC. Jake love this. Georgia at alabama i hope georgia September gets down dude i hope georgia gets a big
1: elephant alabama logo right in their bulldog i i gonna be a good game but i
0: if this was guy. at georgia maybe there'd be a little bit of a closer game i don't see this being close i get jamie newman's coming in i get kirby smart does great against alabama and you look at their matchups in history and they always do pretty well but that's always in postseason they always have a little bit of extra time to prepare this is September 19th. You're yeah. going to be into the season at this point. Probably be the their September, fourth game. I, I, don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me. But that's probably going to be like their third or fourth game at that point. And I like Alabama. I like their offense. I like their defense. I'm really interested to see if Jamie Newman can go into Tuscaloosa and have a stellar performance. If not, I'm not going to write him off as a player. But at the same time, I just don't see Georgia being even remotely competitive with Alabama on September 19th.
1: No, I think that, I don't know. I think it's going to be kind of close because Georgia will bring it. I don't, I don't, I think, again, we talked about already, Alabama's got some pretty good games in here already. Alabama has talent and Georgia does too. It just, there's some questions with how quarterback's going to play out this year for them. They recruit well at the running game. That's going to move. They got a great line, got a great running game defense. can be. I think it's Alabama's game. It's a home game for Alabama. Um, I like it. I don't know if that's my number two game of the season, mm-hmm. but hey, it'll be a good one. Who do you got in that, by the way? Alabama. You know, I think Alabama. So I think
0: Alabama could win that game like 31-14, 31-17, dude. I really yeah. do.
1: And I don't think they're going to have any second thoughts
0: about driving the score up oh. if they're ahead. Oh, no. They're going to push that pedal down. One more stat before we move on to the number one game this year from 247 Sports. Nick Saban assistants who move on to be head coaches are and 19 Against Nick Saban. Just a thought. When we look at the number one game, once again, I'm not, I'm an Ohio State guy. I love Ohio State, but I don't see this being the number one overall game of 2020 season. Number one game on 247 Sports is Ohio State at Penn State, October 24th. This is a guess. Boom, I like it. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, Yeah, why not? But when you look at this game, I don't think there's a team in the Big Ten who's going to be able to compete at the highest level with Ohio State. I get that Chase Young dominated on the defensive side of the ball last year against Penn State, and he's no longer there. But when you look at this, this ha- if Penn State isn't competitive, what is the next move for James Franklin? Because I see him moving on. That could be a potential candidate for the USC job. I don't see him staying put in Penn State if they don't beat Ohio State again this year. He and Jim Harbaugh are the two coaches who are really on the hot seat again. If they cannot do anything in the Big Ten once again in Ohio State, Ryan Day, Justin Fields, and the entire team just shellack the Big Ten, it's going to be tough for Coach Franklin and Coach Harbaugh.
1: All right, I I agree. I, think Ohio, I hope I, Ohio State statistically should come out on top, right? Yeah. I think that Penn State... We'll circle this game as the biggest of their season. Probably that's an easy call. Um, They do have some talent, though, okay? Like, let's not cut Penn State short. They got uh, Micah Parsons, linebacker. Uh, People are looking at him. Defensive. One of the defensive players of the year, you know, could be up for the defensive look, at least, as you get a vibe for the Heisman. Sean
0: Clifford coming back at quarterback as well. Yep. He had a good season. Definitely had a good season. They're going to have a good
1: defense. They're going to play. Can they stay competitive?
0: Can they They say at Penn State.
1: They tend to play well at Penn State. Yeah. Right? They do well in front of that home. Is there gonna be a whiteout? Is there gonna be fans? And that's a question. I mean that's a question with a lot of these is so you know a lot of these some of these games are home home field advantage, typically if this everything were normal. The toughest thing for me And we'll see how that plays out this year.
0: Yeah, the toughest thing for me is gonna be saying Ohio State is gonna just blow all these teams out and be just, you know, competitive as hell. And then you look at Penn State at Penn State, I don't know. I just don't want to look back on this one, you know, being our first damn podcast and saying, oh my God, Ohio State got beat at Penn State in like a 31 28 game like a couple of years ago where Penn State wins on a field goal or a block kick return for a touchdown. That would have to be probably the worst um, thinking about that. But yeah, that's the top 10 games from 247 sports. And now we are going to move on. To our Heisman trophy predictions. Way too early.
1: All right. So we're about 30 minutes in. we moving on to Heisman. Watch. Way too early predictions. Do you want to go first or you want me to go
0: first? All right. How do you want to start this, dude? You want to go
1: who you want to start number one and I go down, or you want to just no, I got, go position? I have player? five.
0: I have five players that I'm looking at. You go first, son. Yeah, no problem. And this isn't. An, okay, Listen, yeah. let's just start. Let's just start from the top. Number one,
1: Heisman. Okay, six, seven months away. Um, interesting season this year. We'll see how everything pans out. I think you have to state some things up front. Number one, um, statistics are important. Number two, how your team performs is important. Correct. Um, how you play in big games is important because there's votes, man. There's I don't know eight hundred thousand voters and stuff. So, this this gets maybe more than that. I haven't looked at the I don't statistics, even know. but,
0: um. 800,000, not
1: 800,000, 800, 800, 000, 800 to like a thousand, like 1.3
0: because some of
1: these gaps are pretty wide, but anyways, it's important that the big games, there are big games, you perform well in big games. You have a bunch of stats, you get some hype behind you for, for better or worse, for fair or not. That's how it works. Traditionally you've seen, I mean, I think in the past now we're looking, when we say, you know, when we're looking at, you look about 15, 20 years it's been mostly a quarterback game. I oh, mean, yeah. you can count on one finger how many positions besides quarterback have won the Heisman. So when you look at it, you got to be thinking quarterback. I don't know if that's the fair way to go. Um, a lot of these guys haven't performed. Not a lot. I mean, some of them haven't performed as well at the next level. When you look at these quarterback Heisman winners, but you know, you got to think quarterback is the sexy position that
0: the Heisman voters look at for better or worse. So, so for me, I go. I'm just going to give you. All right, here's who I think is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Obvious no build up. This is, oh, no build. this is no there, build. no up uh, There there's this is an obvious pick. I think everybody can guess who I'm gonna say. I think it's gonna be Justin Fields.
1: Oh, wait, that was a bad oh, one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's the clap? Where's the clap? There it is. There you go, pal. We're getting used to it, everybody. There We're getting you go, used pal. To it. We're getting used to it. We're getting used to
0: it. Us you look at up. his numbers last year, dude. Not only was he throwing he was going for like forty one touchdowns, forty-four touchdowns, whatever it might have 41. been. Forty one. Yeah. It was three interceptions. three interceptions. He doesn't turn the ball over. Doesn't turn the ball over. Ten that touchdowns. Might, that might have to be because of Ryan Day's system, but at the same time, dude dude makes plays. Did he lose talent on the offensive side of the ball? Absolutely. J.K. Dobbins gone, going to be a big hit. A lot of his receivers from last year leaving. K.J. Hill just comes off the top of my head as I'm thinking about this. But I think Justin Fields is a clear-cut winner. Of the Heisman Trophy this year is somebody going to come out of nowhere? That's usually how it happens, but Justin Fields has to probably be on the betting odds the number one to win the Heisman Trophy.
1: You well, know, some betting odds actually have Trevor ahead of them, Some have, some have Justin Fields in front. But I will say, I like everything. You I got said something about for just, you. Just hold on a second. Dude. I got something for you on Trevor Justin Lawrence, Fields. Too. Is an athlete. Yep, he is an athlete, dude. You watch some of his high school footage, athlete. You watch him in college, athlete. This guy can move. He can throw. He's got vision. That's where the game's going. Um, he's he seems to have good poise, good um, management. So, I think it's 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 he's a really top front runner. I mean, obviously, everyone's known saying this, but he's your
0: choice to win, I guess, huh? Yeah, and it's just funny because I don't even think Trevor Lawrence is the top pick on his team to <laughs> to finish that high in the Heisman <laughs> Trophy. I do have Trevor Lawrence as a finalist, so I got Justin Fields. And I'll just go through the other four in my in my head that I'm thinking of right now. You look at Trevor Lawrence. I also have, from Clemson, Travis Etienne. I do have Sam Ellinger as a Heisman oh Trophy goodness, finalist. Are you serious? I do have him as a Heisman Ugh. Trophy finalist. And also, Spencer Rattler. I think Spencer Rattler could be a top three finisher in the Heisman Trophy this year. Um, is that going to happen? I would say so just just think about it as you're going through Trevor Lawrence didn't even get invited this past year to Heisman Trophy ceremony Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the team I think they're going to did they lose some offensive linemen yes they did but Travis Etienne is a monster man I think he's going to get so many touches this year it's not even going to be funny and I think he could have a better chance of winning the Heisman compared to Trevor Sam Ellinger has just been around the game he is consistent he is a dual threat quarterback But when you think about all this other stuff going forward, he can rack up stats. He's going to have to win Texas games. If Texas is going to be good this year, he has to win Texas games. And finally, when we look at Spencer Rattler, I don't care how young he is. If you look at the past years, you think about Baker Mayfield was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. The next year, he wins the Heisman Trophy. The next year, Kyler Murray's first year as a starter, he wins the Heisman Trophy. After that, Jalen Hurts comes to Oklahoma from Alabama as a run first quarterback. When you look at him in that last sec championship that he played in for Alabama, he beat Georgia with his legs. He goes to Oklahoma and he improves tremendously as a passer. Lincoln Riley gets guys to that Heisman trophy ceremony. And I think Spencer Rattler could be a sleeper. And I know you're a big fan of him as well. I'm interested to hear your list though. All right. So, I think it's going to be a quarterback that wins it. Okay. Okay.
1: I am not pro. I think a running back should, I love running backs to win it. Um. I think you got Justin Fields. I think Trevor Lawrence can have a great year. I think he's hungry. You saw how it ended last year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if I had to guess right now, Justin Fields wins it. Yes. But I think what's interesting is yes. all the, all, is the people behind them, right? Cause these guys are the, the preseason favorites, but you look at dudes like Spencer Rattler played half a game, a quarter last year just literally is stepping into a system that can have dudes explode. I mean, you look at the past three years, who's won the Heisman. Okay. It's, I mean, yeah, the past fair. three to the past three have come from Oklahoma, Kyler yeah. Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts was like a, a finalist last year. Yeah, anyway. Top three. I think but it was Joe Burrow, Justin just Fields, Jalen Hurts. It. So I think that's, I think behind Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Spencer Rattler, Beyond the QBs, I don't know. There's hype behind a couple of them. Let's just talk about who's their hype behind. There's hype behind Ellinger. There's hype behind um Caden Slovis from USC. There's hype behind Sam Howell from USC, who actually from UNC who I like, North Carolina. That dude can that dude can get it. All right. He has some yards. He has some stats. Didn't play too well in some games, right? Like I think they lost to Duke He's significantly. Young. Dude's a sophomore. He played a great freshman season. I do like UNC. I think there's hype behind Kellen Mond at Texas A&M because of their schedule. Fair. He's from IMG Academy too. And uh, I think that it'll be really interesting to see how Derrick King does at University of Miami. Oh my god! Dude's an athlete. Stop. Dude's an athlete. Stop, straight dude. up. And stop. Stop. I think that Miami's, he could do well. Oh, my God. I know Miami's, like, falling off and whatever, but... Falling off? Let's have this conversation at the end of the season and see how De'Aaron King does. Because the dude played. The dude played at Houston. That's where he transferred from, right? Texas boy. I can't remember talking about this. 5'11", 195. Let's look at 2019. 5'11". Let's look at his 2018 stats. I know this is weird, but 2019, he had 58 completions, 110 attempts, 2018, he had 200, 219 completions, 345 attempts. He's athletic. He can throw. He got out of. I just, I think he's one to watch, man. Okay. I, I don't know how he's how going to end up. I think he's one to watch in terms of an athlete standpoint. Hey, I'm not going to say
0: anything about your picks here, pal. All
1: and right? he's not like my sleeper guy. Okay. But I'm just going through quarterbacks that there's hype behind. You pulled up his entire stat line there. I think he's worth it. Let's look at Sam Howell while we're talking about quarterback stats. Sam Howell, <sighs> sophomore quarterback. University of North Carolina, Tar Heels, go blue. Mack Brown, killing it. Texas shouldn't let him go. <laughs> All right, dude, 6-1, okay? Let's look at his, his stats last year. 3,641 passing yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, okay? Sophomore year coming in. Not great. It's not bad, though. It's
0: not bad. Dude, you just look at the ACC, and you those, those two guys you just mentioned— they could, they could do it because ACC is so bad. ACC is it's so top bad. No, Cle- no, it's, no, it's, it's like it's Dragon heavy. King. It's heavy. One Clemson top and everybody heavy else team in Clemson, and then you have no idea who the hell is number two team in ACC in the ACC. You can't say Florida State because Florida State fans are just like, oh, we're gonna be back. We're gonna be back. We just got a new coach. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? Florida State hasn't been relevant. Who did they lose to last year?
1: Florida State? Yeah, what oh, was that dude, team like? Was D-1 it like double-A team? UL Monroe or something like oh that? God. Some, something like that. We have go back and get it. Yeah, I, like, I here's don't want to hear that listen, shit. Listen, let's go back to Sam Howell, the ACC. We talked about it. So if you look at him, had some losses last year. We look at Pitt, University of
0: Virginia. I think they lost to Duke. They played Clemson real close. Um, but you think about North Carolina and Mac Brown's doing a good job of starting to get his recruiting, you know, together. But you don't think, like, oh, UNC, yeah, football team. Oh, yeah, football school. No, that's not what you think. You think basketball? Yeah, but I like your list. I'm dude.
1: now let me. That's only the quarterbacks, okay? Like, like oh, let's just you, go into. You got more for me? I am because I think we know who the front runners are. Yeah, but I think we need to talk about running backs next. And we talked a little bit I about like, them. I think you got to look at if it, if I had my way, I'd rank them like this. Oh my God, Naj, Najee Harris as my. If you had to go for running back, Najee Harris for number one. Number one. Number one. Okay. Next. Number two, Chuba. Dude's going to get some yards. Number three, I think you go Travis Etienne. Oh, my
0: God. If you didn't say him at number three, and you have two guys ahead of him. Listen, I Travis Etienne. Najee Harris, ugh,
1: I, think, I think the dude can play. I, I think he's going to be mind. key to their offense. Chuba's just going to he's gonna crush, dude. This dude just gets first and 10 at the 20, and just will take off for like an 80-yard touchdown. He plays
0: run. in the big 12, I get it. dude. It's a
1: stat-based system sometimes. But fair. Travis, Travis Etienne, Etienne, let's plays look at him. ACC. Dude had 19 touchdowns last year. 1,600 yards. Average yards per carry, 7.8 yards. That's a lot. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's almost rushing for eight yards a touch. Okay, so that's Najee, Chuba, Travis Etienne. Number four, I get one more. Give it to me. Master the third. And listen. I don't even I, know I if don't he's going to be healthy, Jake. I don't know his status. I don't know his Jake, status. I don't even know if he's going to be healthy. But the dude is... Big. He breaks tackles. He takes dudes with him. He's gonna shed the first one and he's gonna take off into the second tier. And I like him. I like him. There's gonna be someone that someone needs to come in and fill that load. I don't know what it's gonna shape out, but if Master Teague's healthy and he's
0: playing, I think he's in the running. Here's a question. If Master Teague's out for the season with a torn Achilles, will you just plug in whoever Ohio State's running back yes. is? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Trey Sermon. Then. Not
1: even not even questioning that. If you have a top ten ranked You know, team, if you have a Heisman hopeful quarterback, probably number one hopeful, you got to look at who he's handing off to to get some touches because the dudes, you got to protect the secondary, right? If you got this Justin Fields guy crushing it, who's going to be able to to fill the back end? And that's their running back. Jalen
0: Hurts was second. Holy shit. Justin Fields was third. I apologize. Last year, Joe Burrow won. Jalen Hurts second. Yep. Justin Fields third. Chase Young, I think, was fourth. Fourth, yeah.
1: Anyways, um, so that's running backs. I do have, I want to do defense, just because I think defense gets overlooked. I think Chase Chase Young last year killed it. Should he have won? No. I don't think so. Um, I think the last, who's the last team? 1997, defense? Charles
0: Woodson. Charles Woodson. Beat out Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. For the Heisman. Yeah. yeah man, what no, was that? Pl- that, was that 96? 97. 97. 97, he won that. And did he have some offensive plays as well? Yeah. But you think about it, he's yeah, a primarily defensive player. Some of
1: these guys are return men, which boosts their case. For so sure. if you look at some of the defensive guys this year, again, um, everyone's high on Penn State's Micah Parsons. All right, linebacker you. I like Dylan Moses coming off the injury last year. Dude's a five-star, can crush it, can hold it down, can break through into the backfield and get some get some touch, get some taps, get some throwdowns. Uh, people are talking about my boy Derek Stingley Jr., and I know he messed up freshman year, true freshman. The dude's the returner. Uh, I think you assume he's going to get better. He has legit. experience in big games.
0: Can't deny he's legit,
1: dude. So I like giving defensive guys their credit where it's due, and um, that's my that's my that's my lock and load right there.
0: Fair enough. Yep. Now, do you want to look back at the Heisman Trophy winners from the past? Talk about those a little bit, or negative? Definitely. All right, let's look at this. So when Jake and I got into this, like, just thinking about college football, like, obviously, it was, you know, part of our life watching football, but it never was like, oh, man, can't wait for Saturday. And then, like, around 2004, we started paying attention. And then 2005, at least for me, was the year I was like, oh, my God, like, I need my Saturdays clear so we can get this taken care of. In 2005, you just look back at those games, and it's like, that's when USC played Texas for the national championship. Vince Young just... Single-handedly beat USC. All right. Reggie Bush won the Heisman Trophy that year. Vince Young coming in second. Matt Leinert third. All right. And just going down, I think probably one of my favorite years. When I we mean, we at, started watching in
1: 2004, and that was a great year, dude. Matt Leinert was the, the Heisman Trophy Matt winner in Adrian Peterson. Jason Reggie White. Bush, fought, Vince Young. I remember my big team was I loved. That's when I started foul football, your football, and, and Tremarcus Russell was my boy back then. Oh boy. And Trenton Holiday on that LSU team lit up Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl. I forget what year it is. We can look it up obviously. Yeah, what year but was that? You gotta, I don't you think that was 2005. That was like the time frame that we grew up watching this stuff. Oh, so yeah. when we speak about Heisman and like, you know, looking back at some of these guys, it's from now Yeah, I'm not talking about like Paul
0: Hornug. To, it's not
1: like, like hey, 1940. let's Yeah, we're not going back then, okay? We're going back to like recent modern day memory, you know, pre-2007 after Know, around the 2004, 2005. Okay, so when we look back from then till now, that's usually what we're looking at.
0: Yeah, and I and just... For
1: most people, that's where they're following. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's people been around who remember, you know, all the guys like, you know, Eric Crouch, 2001, and Ron Dane in 99, and Ricky Williams, come, Charles Woodson. But, I mean, from modern memory for us, that's where we stand.
0: It's funny you say that, because 2005 was the year I became an Ohio State fan when they shellacked Notre Dame. My dad hated Notre Dame. Damn, and really? I, I just remember...
1: I don't remember him hating Notre Dame.
0: He hated everybody, so I don't know. Who did he like? In college football, I don't know. But I remember watching that Fiesta Bowl in Ohio State. This is the year they had Troy Smith at quarterback, Ted Ginn Jr., San Antonio Holmes, mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk, Bobby Carpenter, just a loaded team and just obliterated Notre Dame in that Fiesta Bowl in 2005. Those bowl games that year were awesome. So I remember that yep. year when Reggie Bush won it. Obviously, the asterisk next to his name right here on this website we're looking at, it says he got it vacated. But just going down the line, I know you have a big like affinity for 2007 when Tim Tebow won the Heisman Trophy.
1: Well, what are we talking about right now? Are we talking about who's been the best? You tell me. So I think the conversation is gonna is gonna span on of the past. You know, from now back, looking back toward 2004. Okay, let's just say 2004. Right, Matt Leinart, Adrian Pierce. Who was do you think, in comparison to the others, amid that time, like the top Heisman? Like, who do you think, looking back, 15? 16 years, has been the best of the best Heisman winners. You're not going to like And conversely, this. who do you think has been the worst? Okay. Or who do you think has been the worst? And you can look at the points. You can look at, vo- like, margin of victory. Of course. You can look at all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to look at who this person played with, what he was able to do. I don't think you're going to like this. I think the best, one of the best college football players ever. I'm not saying he is the best college football player ever. But that one season he was able to do what he did in that Heisman Trophy year was super impressive, and that's 2010, Cam Newton. Oh, okay. You look at that Auburn team. I thought you were going to see Johnny Manziel. Though. Oh, hell no, dude. I thought you were going to see Johnny Manziel. No. when we get to, like, who doesn't deserve it, congrats, Johnny Manziel, for being Manti Teo and my fucking insurance agent, Colin Klein from Kansas State, dude. But for me, it's Cam Newton. You look at him beating that Oregon team in the national championship – Can you name another player from that Auburn team? I can name one, Nick Fairley, the defensive tackle.
1: That's the only one I could name, too. I didn't even know his name. I just remember the big, huge defensive defensive tackle. He was awesome.
0: But I've never seen a player do more with less around him. Their running back was good. I think his name was Michael Dyer um, that year when they played Oregon in the national championship. But, man, just looking at that, 2010, it was Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, and LaMichael James, the running back for Oregon, who was freaking incredible. Well, you look at some of these
1: guys who end up winning the semi. We're not talking some about of these the NFL, dudes, though. Yeah, this is strictly, college, strictly again. Not college. Not how they did, not how they panned out in the NFL. No. Strictly college. Just, you know, as a side note, some of these dudes are like men among boys. I mean, you look at Adrian Peterson. You look at Cam Newton. Just like, they just come off as men among boys sometimes.
0: 100%. Now, you give me yours. My top? I just want your number one. Who's who's your best this doesn't have to be your best college football player of all time. That's not what this is. Yeah, it's who's your best Heisman Trophy winner? Tim Tebow. I think, oh seven.
1: Oh seven. Yeah, Tim Tebow, and I think he was like a finalist the third. two years after that. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Yeah. was he got third. <laughs> so, dude, Tim Tebow is just, and we could talk about this forever, but like, Tim Tebow just led that team. Man, he could throw it. He could pass it. Here, you know, he could throw it. He could run it. He he'd make do when plays would break down. He just like. It looked like he just winged it sometimes. It would like just like basketball pass it. I remember that one touchdown. It was like, a, dude, it's just he was the epitome of a college football player who would just grind it out and just find a way to win. I loved, I, you know, big fan of his character, big fan of his competitiveness. Some people don't like him at all. Obviously didn't pan out in the NFL. Didn't pan out much in the MLB.
0: But dude could play some college dude, football. dude, though, man. Dude could play some college football. It's funny. The year he got third, dude, that's when they won the national championship. That's the year when he gave that famous speech after losing to Ole Miss in Florida. That's when he gave that awesome speech. Said he was going to lead his team. Showed up to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Lost to Sam Bradford. Got third, even behind Colt McCoy of Texas that year. So just as a reference, if you look at largest margin of victory among
1: Heisman, so like, Talk to me. folks vote, right? The voters vote. Yeah, And um it look it's i just don't even i gotta got research how many voters there actually are now i'm just thinking like there's points there might be three thousand nonetheless when you look at margin of victory 2006 in recent memory troy smith had the largest
0: margin Dude, of victory talk to me baby. mid-2000s to now and then look what florida did to them in the national championship that year i was a big troy smith guy you know the I only guy it. who had
1: more margin of victory wasn't than him was and this is you have to go back like years yeah. OJ Simpson. Simpson just looking at your computer yeah. screen I can see it you know I mean behind Troy Smith he second awesome, recent memory second largest margin of victory as in they killed it and a lot of people voted for them oh no
0: Jameis Winston Oh do you look who he was with as finalists AJ McCarron Alabama who was legit he won the Maxwell award that year I think and then Jordan Lynch of Northern Illinois how's he doing I don't know. We could Google him right now. Find yeah. out. Congrats, Jameis, on winning that one. And then. Dude. Was that what was that? It was
1: Thunder. That was sick.
0: That was when anything. you look at. Wait, 2000- where's the
1: spooky? That's a perfect spooky
0: thing for that Thunder. Then you look at 2012, dude. Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M wins it. He was going against Manti Teo and Colin Klein. Manti Tao finished second. He did a lot for Notre Dame. Was, I get but it, Did you feel like that Notre was a Dame year fans. when things
1: started to change for college football a little bit? Yeah. Did you feel like things just, I know this is weird, like you can't really explain this with facts change. or stats, but I feel like at some point things just started to,
0: to change a bit. Like I think it was more when Cam Newton won in 2010. That's when Gus Malzahn really had that spread offense start coming in, and they really did a number on Alabama that year. I don't know. But, yeah, when I when I think about my least favorite Heisman Trophy winner, just going to that next, it's got to be Johnny Manziel.
1: I just don't like him as a person. I yeah, can't and I think really that has as to as a do player. a little
0: bit with why I'm choosing him. But I I just think about that. I'm like, what the, f- dude? Like, why is this guy even on here? Why is he on the list? Why is he on the list? If you had to choose one, who who would yours be? So least favorite.
1: This goes again. Least favorite, Manziel. But who do I think didn't? Like, among those Heisman winners from mid-2000s to now, who would I say would be the least impactful or had the—in comparison to the others?
0: Talk to me. I have
1: to—this <laughs> uh, goes against kind of Uh-oh. what I was talking about earlier with the running backs, but Mark Ingram. Oh, wow. He actually—I mean, statistically speaking, he had the smallest margin of victory. And that was over Toby Gerhardt yeah, that dude. year. That was 2009 that's so funny it's just i mean it, ingram's ingram was great right um obviously had made moves to the next level NFL was doing pretty good for sure but um i don't know it just in comparison that's what you think in your head like obviously this is a, totally opinion based but in comparison to the other guys who had won like that's what i'm that's what i'm looking at like how does he compare to Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry just towers over him? How did he compare to Reggie Bush? Hold on though. How did he compare when to when you bring up Derek Henry? Robert no. Griffin III, just an athlete, Marcus Mariota athlete. Like not a big Jameis fan, but obviously did well that late year. Like just a dude like Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow. Like when you think about those guys in a tier, I kind of consider
0: Ingram toward the bottom of that tier. Yeah, that's fair. From mid two thousands to now. I just think like you brought up Derrick Henry. I don't think Derrick Henry won it in twenty fifteen.
1: Dude, Derrick Henry run and won it in 2015. And you know who he was against? Christian this McCaffrey. Great, Christian McCaffrey. You know he came in third that la- that year. Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey won that year. Just, just you gotta think. Must a here. You put year? Christian McCaffrey where he was at that time, and you put him on Alabama. The numbers would have been astronomical, astronomical. And when it comes to Heisman stuff, like that's that's the last point I got. I think Christian McCaffrey won in 2015. That's the one year where I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? And that's just SEC bias. And maybe is it like Stanford plays late at night and like, hey, we're not staying up to watch this. But whatever, dude.
1: What's been really interesting, though, is you look at some of these players, and dude, from mid 2000s to now, I know I keep saying that. I just want to set the record straight that that's what we're looking at because I know people are like, oh, what about Ricky Williams? And it's like, oh, we go. It's just, that's not what we're looking at. You know, we're. Yeah, we dude. Just, so what's interesting is that. From the mid 2000s out, there have been the most ever sophomore winners. Yeah, Tebow Tim won Tebow. When he was a sophomore. Yeah, Jameis won. Sam some. Bradford the year after in 2008, Mark Ingram in 2009, Lamar Jackson's
0: 2016.
1: Those are the not only, Jameis. Not nah, those are the only sophomore winners. My bad. Jameis was a freshman.
0: Holy shit! I so it was out.
1: the winning freshman. Redshirt. Redshirt, red shirt, right? Something like that. Yeah.
0: Whatever. All right, you ready for some? Uh, so we're Hold like on. to. I got one bef- okay, before go you ahead. give me your trivia. I got one question, just because it was oh, on like it's on the page right there. Don't look at it. Don't look at it.
1: I'm on a different page.
0: All right, good. What schools have the most Heisman Trophy winners of all time? There's three that are tied. Oklahoma. Don't look at it. Notre Dame. Yep. One more. Alabama. Who's? Oh. Who's the third? Ohio State.
1: Really? I was going to say Ohio State.
0: I think Mark Ingram was their first Heisman Trophy winner. Really? Or first running back to win the Heisman Trophy maybe for Alabama. All right, but I'm ready for this. Right. Uh, I'm ready for Let this. Let me
1: pull this stuff up. So what we wanted to end with, and we're about, oh, yeah, we're about 50 minutes, 56, almost an hour in. We wanted to end with some stats. I, oh, I shouldn't look at this. I yeah, yeah, got to pull this over. I got to pull over here. Don't worry, don't worry, you're good. I'm getting my computer out of the way so I can't see. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. This was a lot of fun. What a day. What a day, dude. What a day. All right. So it's not gonna be too too crazy trivia. All right. Ole Miss, here's a trivia. True question oh one. Ole Miss <laughs> had one Heisman finalist in the past two decades. Eli Manning. Who was Eli Manning is correct. Question number two. TCU had one Heisman finalist in the past two decades. Oh, fuck, dude. TCU. Think of big names out of TCU. Who was it? Oh, Ladanian Tomlinson. 100%. Correct. This is going back a little bit. All right, give it to me. Yeah, not like crazy back. Virginia Tech. Michael Vick. Yep. Easy. Didn't even have to ask the question, dude. Let's see if you got... Hold on, let me go over here. Name a player who was a Heisman finalist twice. You can pick any. You can pick any. Tim Tebow. Besides Tim Tebow, Archie Griffin. Okay. name. Well that's not on the list here, but I'll, I'll give it to you. He
0: was only two time winning
1: Heisman Trophy winner. It could Ohio be a fi- it could be a finalist too. Claude All right, McCoy. here's the next one. This is actually really good. This is really good. This is one I wanted to get to. That that last one I kind of messed up on, so pardon me in that one. All right. Only one school Mm -hmm. has had ten finalists Mm. for the Heisman. Now it's not like winners, finalists. Notre Dame. Name that school. Notre Dame. No. Oklahoma. Ah, it was going to be Ryan Bosworth. Josh Huepo was at my center. Jason White, Adrian Peterson, Sam Bradford, Baker Mayfield, D.D. Westbrook, Kyler Murray. D.D. Westbrook, D.D. Wow. Westbrook, 16. All right, ready for this? Yep. I don't know if you're going to get it. You're not going to like it if you do. One school has had nine finalists. So we just did a school ten finalists. Yep. We, one school has had nine finalists for the Heisman. What? What is that school? Ohio State. Nope. Notre Dame. I'll give you their I'll give you their mascot. Fuck. What is it? A hurricane. Miami. My <laughs> Oh my god. Kid. Uh Bernie Kosar, Vinny Testaverdi, Steve Walsh, Gino Toretta, Warren Sapp, Ken Dorsey, Willis McGehee. And again, finalists. We're not saying winners, we're saying finalists. Okay. Um. Let's do one more, okay? Fine. One school has had Eight finalists. We're just going down the list, so all right? Stupid. This is this is stupid, but one school has had eight finalists, who is that school? Was That's it th- any of the ones I just said? No, it actually wasn't. Florida State. No, Alabama. Fuck. And so just going through the list Ugh. here. Again, finalists, not like winners, finalists. Oklahoma had ten in their history. Miami nine. Alabama eight. Florida had seven finalists ever. Um, I mean Florida's a pretty Emmitt Emmett Smith, Danny Warfel. Rex Grossman, Tim Tebow. And some of those were multi year. Those were multi year too, so it, it counted. Like Tim Tebow was 07, 08, and 09. Um, Danny Werfel was 95 and 96 as an example. Stanford killing the game. BYU f- among five finalists. That's where Notre Dame lies. USC Ohio State. Ohio State, Keith Byer back in eighty four, Eddie George, Orlando Pace, Troy Smith, Dwayne Haskins. Um so yeah, a little Heisman trivia to end it. Just something light. I like something that light to get the trivia in. You know what I'm saying?
0: I, I was like, dude, I got like a 50% on that. That's all for right. grading it.
1: That was tough. I mean, I tried to make it tough. It's There's so many options I in appreciate terms of the it. school, but in terms of the schools out there.
0: Well, <laughs> I think we'd like to say thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, appreciate you listening. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple, iTunes to No Days Off, as well as possibly check out our YouTube channel as well. Thanks, y'all. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you.
1: Yep. Don't need a Mercedes to maneuver Uber everywhere. Baker count
0: like wait, let's not even take it there. My career don't make it fair. Ain't no evidence to success. I had to take the stairs, How you think I made it here? Climb it. Climb wait, let's get another one in. I think you make it here. Grind no, it, not the curse. Right, right, See y'all. Y'all.